Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and I want to start off the episode by wishing you a very happy new year. If you are listening to this way into the future, you're going to be like, what's that now? But when this episode is due to be released is on the 4th of January 2024. I'm actually recording it on the 20th of December 2023. And so you might be wondering, like, why are you leaving it a few weeks to release this episode and start the new year with lessons from the last year? I'm going to be a bit of a bit of a rebel, a bit of a rebel. And I'm going to say that I, you know, I, I, I respect and I appreciate the collective energy that we all can tap into, which is, you know, oh, it's a new year. It's like having a new journal, right? Oh, it's a new year, new goals, new month, new year, new... It feels like there's a collective energy that is useful. But I also believe that when it comes to a new year, I think that that same energy can also be weaponized against ourselves in that we sort of expect ourselves to be this new person, (laughs) and have this a new year so you can have new goals and it's like no you're still the same person with the same brilliance and the same shit as you were before the clock struck midnight um so i just see it like that right um you know you can have your own new year on your birthday that's when i feel like my new year is and you can have your own new year at a random half past 2 on a tuesday i <laughs> anyway enough of my, enough of my things that I think. And let's get into the episode. I do want to share before I get into this, this is an episode on my lessons from 2023. And so I want to remind you, particularly if you're new here, that I'm always sharing from a place of hoping that I can bring perspective shifts, hoping that in you hearing my lessons, it encourages you to uh, think about yourself and your own lessons, never from a place of just simply being self-indulgent. I've got my own journal to do that. I've got my own therapists and coaches. I don't need to use this space for that. And I hope that you can hear that in me. I'm wanting to be of service when I give you, when I produce this content, you know? Um, And the last thing that I want to mention before I get into the lessons is I want you to know that even though I am coming to you bringing these lessons in this episode, I'm still learning them. I'm I'm aware of them. I can see them, but I also respect and honor that I'm a human who, although I have seen these lessons and I have raised my awareness to them, it's still going to take time to integrate. It's still going to take time to embody and become a new person as a result of learning those lessons, as a result of gleaning the wisdom from those lessons. And I I want you to hear that from me because sometimes I go to record other episodes. I'll go to record episodes in the future and there will still be that shameful part of me that goes, oh, but you said that you'd learned that lesson in episode 207 or whatever it was. And I want you to hear that being human too, just like you and having a human journey, we can still be, um, I think that as adults in business, we have this, oh, well, I've got this position or I've said I've learned that lesson now and there's no going back. Otherwise I look, fill in the blank, like, like I, you know, not good enough or less than or whatever it is. And I just sort of want to fly the flag for evolution. It happens, it'll happen till you're dead. It'll happen till the end page of your book. Me too. 
And so I just want to say that, like, if you've got lessons that you've learned in the last year, you know, you still got to expect yourself to be learning them. They're still going to crop up. You're still going to have habits and behaviors that are still lingering around, you know, from those lessons. And also there was one of my clients put this beautifully um, last week in a voice note. She said, yeah, you know, sometimes I have to look at my business and the processes and the systems and the expectations of people. And I have to ask myself, who was I when I made that decision? And I was just like, "Mm, yes, who was I when I made that decision? I think it's so such a powerful thing to think because what you can sometimes um, get feel the frustration of, I think, as you're learning lessons in business, is your inner world is changing, and then you look into your own business or into your own career and be like, "Oh, but that's still a mess because of who I was six months ago, and now I've got to clear that up." And it's just this lesson of, yes, sometimes there is lag time around your outside world and your inner world, and that's okay. Like it's okay. You've got time. Be patient. You know, be patient with yourself and give yourself a bit of grace in this process that is learning, you know? So I have four lessons to share with you and I have notes in front of me and I'm going to dive straight in to the first one. The way that I've set these lessons up is I have put like a sentence that like encaptures the lesson. And then I have, um, put like a little statement to say, this is how I'd rather do things now. Okay. So the first lesson is something that you would probably assume that I know (laughs) because I talk about it all the time. And that lesson is avoiding it will show big time. And I think if I could make that, if I could add on to that, I would say in, in business, when you avoid it, whatever it is, it's going to show up in another way. You know, it's like the same with life, the same with your your yourself. You know, if you avoid it, whatever it is, if you avoid exercise, you're gonna you, you're gonna see that. You're gonna if you avoid eating healthy foods, you're gonna see that. It's gonna show up big time. And I think that there are things I look back to this time last year. So for me right now, it's the 20th of December. I look back to myself this time last year, and I would say from the end of December 2022 into the new year, way into the new year, like the first six months of 2023, there were things that I was desperately avoiding, desperately trying to not look at, not allow myself to see. And the way that I want to approach the new year is I want to be asking myself on a regular basis, what what discomfort am I avoiding? I think it's a it's a really, I pause then because I know that this bleeds into another lesson that I'm going to share with you in a minute. So I'm constricting myself um, for you uh, to make this more concise. But I think I recognize that when we avoid things and we see the symptoms in life and in business of avoiding that thing, we, we're, not, uh, we're not allowing ourselves to ask ourselves the question, what is it in that thing that you're avoiding that could, that you think that you perceive might cause you discomfort because that's actually the thing that you're avoiding. And for me, you've heard me talk loads about this in the podcast. 
I like the one that springs to mind is episode 156, where I talk about, are you avoiding your own brilliance? For me, the thing on the surface, it would be like, oh, I'm, I'm avoiding self-promotion, business promotion, marketing, sales. Like, and the avoidance of that, honestly, guys, the symptoms, it, it pains me to say what has happened as a result of me avoiding these things. I'm talking revenue. I'm talking business results. I'm also talking damaging things that I didn't need to damage. Like, um, this is, and this leaks into the next uh, lesson. So I'm not going to talk too much on this right now, but damaging things that I didn't need to damage, like creating chaos and creating confusion and creating complexity where I didn't need to, all because I was avoiding something that I knew was going to cause me discomfort. And really on the surface of it, avoiding promotion and marketing and um, sales, it applies to all of you, I believe, who like I would, I am going to be really bold in saying that. I think that in order to promote and whether you're in a career or you're, you have your own business, I think in order to promote your services or yourself, self-promotion, you have to battle with all of the conditioning that you may have received that says, oh, don't be boastful. Oh, well, don't own your brilliance because if you own your brilliance and you can't live into it, you'll disappoint people. I could probably do a whole episode on why it's hard. In fact, I have done a whole episode on why it's hard to own your own brilliance. It was episode 156. Go and listen to that after this one. Um, but yeah, I just, I noticed my avoidance tactics were far and wide. I would break things. I would consume and consume and consume. And that consumption led to stifled creativity. The more I consumed, and I'm not just talking about um, online stuff. I'm not just talking about like looking at how they're doing it. And I'm talking about things like consuming foods that went bad for me because I would wander into the kitchen and eat something because I was avoiding the task in hand. I'm talking on a granular basis. This impacted not just my business results, but my health and my well-being. Um, it's so easy to do the easy or comfortable thing, but it's not easy to deal with the consequences of that. And I really have learned that lesson this year. It's easy to fall into habits that facilitate you avoiding the thing that requires you to hold discomfort, aka it's easy to stay in doing the comfortable things. And it's easy to convince yourself through justification that that's the right thing to do as well. Like there was times over the last year where I genuinely have believed my own shit. And, <laughs> and I want to let you know that actually that makes it much harder because in avoiding the things that require your courage or your discipline or your truth, you know, just you being honest with yourself, you therefore have to deal with the consequences of that. And that's not easy. And it's almost like you just have to choose your heart. Am I going to allow myself to deal with the not easy stuff now? Or am I going to, am I going to sit in the easy now? Am I going to sit in the comfortable now? Um, so yeah, that, that's been a really hard lesson to learn this year, but I feel like it's fed into one of the next lessons. So I'm, I'm going to go there. Next lesson. <laughs> Keep it simple. 
And the energy that I would like to carry into 2024 is no fucking about. (laughs) No fucking about in 2024. So back to the first point, I found that I found myself, like I said, like breaking things, causing chaos, causing confusion, causing um, complexity when none of those things were required. And the reason that this second lesson is slightly different to the first is because I think, looking back, the reason that I wasn't able to keep it simple was because I didn't yet have a true belief in myself as a business owner. And I think that that is founded. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes when someone says, oh, I didn't really believe in myself, your instant response is, oh, no, you should totally believe in yourself. And actually, I don't believe that's always true. Actually, I think that sometimes it's bullshit. And I think that that bullshit um, is a grounded (laughs) truth of, no, you shouldn't believe in yourself in that particular area. You should believe in yourself in that you have the capacity to grow and learn and evolve, but you shouldn't believe in yourself in that you've already developed the skills that enable you to keep it simple. Like, can you see how all of this feeds into each other? In 2023, I was I was avoiding my own shit and that fed into making things more complicated than they needed to be. And I've got some notes here. It fed into me giving more and more and more. And in that giving more and more and more, it it was me not keeping things simple. It was me not allowing myself to constrain. And that constraint, I think the word constraint can sound so awful and it's really not. Constraint can be such a loving thing that you can do for yourself and for business. You know, you see it everywhere that you look. If you go on Instagram, you'll see people building capsule wardrobes. Why do people build capsule wardrobes around their own style? They're constraining themselves in a loving way. Why do people give themselves a set menu of things that they can choose from? Because they're constraining themselves so that they don't eat shit that makes their bodies feel bad. And that's my point. My point is that when you have these underlying issues that you are avoiding, it can really play out in you just making things complicated and overthinking things and going around in circles in your outside world, in your actions, because you're unwilling to meet yourself. And so that's why the lesson is keeping it simple. Keep it simple. Because in the simplicity, In that simplicity, in the beauty of simplicity, is where you get to meet yourself, is where there's no hiding and there's no, um, there's no avoiding yourself. There's no chaos or complexity in simplicity. There's just you (laughs) and your choices and your decisions. I've learned that over the last year, more isn't better. You know, you can't overcompensate for something like it's like I know that this is a really weird example but if I go to a restaurant and I ask for jacket potato with beans and in the kitchen they're like we haven't got any beans so we'll just overcompensate by giving her a jacket potato with loads and loads and loads of spaghetti hoops on and just in case that's not good enough because she was expecting beans we'll also put some Mars bars on it and we'll also put some sweet corn on that as well because we know she loves sweet corn and it's like Yeah, but it's not beans though, is it? 
And that's my point is like when you don't keep it simple, you start adding in this complexity that isn't required and it's not even good for anyone. It's not of service to anyone. It's just you believe in that more is better when actually they just wanted fucking beans. <laughs> give the people beans. And if I if I just give you a really um a real example of what that looks like in my own business, uh, what you will have seen on the outside is me transform the Thrive First method to the Inner Work Club. And although we practice the Thrive First method in the Inner Work Club, there are big, big differences, right? Huge differences. The business model around it is different. It's not a membership. It's something that you join for a year. And yes, you can rejoin for another year, a second year, a third year, however many you want. But it's um, it's got a time frame on it. It's got a time frame on it is because I believe that in, in doing the work inside the Inner Work Club, you will transform. You will see a difference. You'll see changes not only in your inner world, but also in your outer world. And they will be significantly noticeable. And you will have... Um, created the identity shifts to hold those changes. Um, but not just that, like some of the things that I have taken away and added into the Inner Work Club, one of the things that springs to mind on the whole Beans example is I am now facilitating more coaching sessions inside that space. So that's where all of the clients, no matter how many of them are in there, they can turn up and receive one-on-one -on -one coaching with the rest of the group. And it's just, it's it's blown me away. If I'm completely honest, it's blown me away. And when I talked about that belief, um, you know, earlier on in this in this point, I think that if I roll back to this time last year, this time in 2021, no, it's 2022. God, <laughs> if I roll back a year, I I definitely was still developing that belief within myself that I can hold that, that I can show up and I can deliver that on a bit of a bigger scale. And the the thing that has blown me away the most is that when one person gets coached and when that coaching gets upload, uploaded to the private podcast, everyone benefits. And I, I look at that and I realize that this again, leaks into a point from later on. So I'll, I'll keep this one short, but it sort of leaks into self-belief has to be earned. You can't, you can't affirmation, you can't affirm your way into self-belief. It'll help. It'll help you build it. But I, I do believe that confidence, it comes from practice. It comes from action. It comes from you making mistakes and seeing that actually I can, I have, I have it within me to stand by myself when I make mistakes, when I don't do my best work, when I fuck up, because I'm learning and I'm growing. And yes, my ego might be taking a battering, but I'm, I can hold that. I am capable. I think if I was to round off, keep it simple, it would seem unrelated for me to say that that is so linked to my own capacity to hold. Am I capable? Am I enough? Am I Am I going to be able to cope when I'm not and when my work isn't good enough? And the answers can only be found through the doing. There's no getting around this. There's no going under it. There's no going over it. You have to go through it. And I have gone through it. And um, there's a couple more points on this and then I'm going to wrap this one up. Keeping it simple, I've learned that you don't have to burn it down or rip it up or go back to the drawing board. You, I, I think... 
that is a conditioned, a bit of a trauma response from me. Like I remember being in year, uh, I remember being in high school. I have a real challenge in remembering how old I was at certain points. I remember being in high school and being in art and we were creating something. I can't really remember what it was, but it was like this 3D painting where you were able to use materials to bring this picture out of the paper. And I remember having comments from people like, wow, that's really good. And I just didn't really feel like I put any effort into it. And so I remember feeling like this is really uncomfortable that people are saying it's really good and I haven't really tried. And if I haven't tried, does it mean it's not my best work? And I remember the teacher saying, right, you've got like off bake off, you know, like you've got 30 minutes left. And I remember taking a hot glue gun pen and some bubble wrap and sticking the bubble wrap all over the painting, the, the, the thing, so much so that you couldn't really see what I'd done. And I feel like, you know, from let's, let's say I was 14 at the time, I feel like I'm only just really out learning, outgrowing that lesson. Now it's like, you don't need to burn it all down. You don't need to rip it up. You're able to use what is the goodness that is there. Um, and instead of having this trauma response that I think is from my ego, right? I think it's from like, let's just pretend that never happens as you move on and create something else and create something new and leave that behind. And it's like, actually you can, you can bring yourself back to neutrality and you can work with the goodness that is there and anything that didn't go well, you can take the lessons and you don't have to be ashamed of them. Um, and the last point on this whole, keep it simple thing, no fucking about in 2024 is to play to my strengths on that coaching thing. Um, I recognize that, yes, there is so much goodness in some of the workshops that I plan for and I facilitate and I deliver. And yes, we love in, in the Inner Work Club, we love the monthly Connect to Yourself sessions. We love starting our week on a Monday morning with hour one where I prepare for those sessions. But I think I'm only just getting to the point personally where I'm really trusting my ability to show up and allow my... um well-earned gifts. Like I'm not saying that I haven't worked hard for these gifts that I'm able to do, that I'm able to serve with, but I am really now starting to trust that I can just show up and that is enough. And that, that sounds like I'm trying less and it's not, it, it's actually, I have to enable, for, to enable me to just show up. I have to do work before I just show up in reminding myself that I have the capacity and the capability to to deliver because I've worked hard for that. I've earned it. I have to prepare to be able to just show up by setting an intention and clearing space, clearing my energy, clearing my inbox, clearing whatever needs to be cleared in order to just show up. Um, it's a little bit the way the way I could liken it is. It's a little bit like if you were a singer or a photographer or someone who has to rely on their skills in the moment, you will be able to relate. All you listening will have that in your in your work too. You will have skills that can only be brought out in the moment. And I need you to think as well to my lesson of, you know, play to your strengths. It's like, but how do you make that easy for you to do? How do you make that more joyful for you to do, to just be able to show up? 
And sometimes it is building buffer time around just showing up. You know, for example, uh, if I chose a performer like Madonna, I don't know why she sprang to mind, but let's use her. I imagine that she doesn't go from one gig to the next gig to the next gig with no spaces in between. You know, I imagine that she plans in buffer time to allow her to regain her strength and her, you know, relax her vocal cords or whatever it is, you know? So that's the second lesson. Keep it simple. No fucking about in 2024. What I think that you can expect from me in 2024 is on the outside, I would say it would, it's probably going to appear that I am more focused, more clear. Um, and I want you to see that they're the prizes that you and I get from me keeping it simple, from no fucking about, from no being distracted by things that just enable me to avoid my own shit. On the outside looking in, you're probably going to see that, but you would only really know what that was by listening to this episode, you know? Okay, lesson number three. Um, I think there's been many parts of 2023 where I have massively not been on my own side. And the the thing that I would like to take into 2024 is to take pride and take responsibility. And I think this is more of a personal lesson than it is a business one. Let's see. The note that I've got to start on here is there is discomfort that causes suffering and there is discomfort that causes results that you actually want. But let's have it right you will always experience discomfort. Okay. What I mean here is I can, I can look back in 2023 and I can see that there have definitely been times where I have not been on my own team, where I have let my shadows of my own personality and my traits and my beliefs about myself sort of get the better of me a little bit. And I can see parts, I can look back and look at decisions that I've made, choices, the way that I have interacted with myself, the way I've been towards myself, the way I've chosen to spend my time. And I can look back and think, yeah, you you really weren't on your own team there. And as a result of that, you chose, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, you chose the suffering that caused you chose the discomfort that caused suffering. Um, and what I mean by that is I chose to not, you know, little things like I chose to not stick to my own promises to myself to um, constrain my work within certain hours and go to the gym. I can see parts where I have been a bit of a dickhead to myself, to be quite honest with you. Like I can see parts of this this last year where I haven't I haven't been able to tap into the part of me that I would call and my clients know as the guardian of my highest good. And actually in December, I recorded and facilitated a workshop with my clients that was called the guardian of your highest good. And that came from a place of me recognizing that it really is one of the most important things. The, the shit that can go down, that only you know about when you aren't on your own team when you aren't being on your own side, when you're not your biggest supporter, the shit that can go down that no one else knows about can be really dark. And I definitely have visited some dark places in 2023. And I'm not saying all of this, by the way, I want you to hear me share this without me giving myself shit. 
I'm not looking back on any of this and being like, oh, you should know better or you should, you know, you facilitate this work. So why have you been struggling with this? There's absolutely none of that that lives within me. I acknowledge it as a thought I could think, but I think, I think it actually makes me better at what I do because I know the suffering in that place. I know the suffering that comes from choosing the discomfort that causes suffering. I know that when you when you don't actively practice being on your own team, and it is an active practice, when you don't actively practice that, um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of it. It's that simple. And I definitely have. And my thing that I want to go into 2024 with is to take pride and take responsibility. What do I mean by that? Take pride in myself take pride in my business results, take pride in my relationships. And this very much leads into my last lesson. So again, I'm not going to share so much on this point other than to say taking pride means being proud of. Taking pride means I'm really proud of the choice that I made there. And I'm really proud of the lesson that I learned there. And I'm really proud of myself for not giving in to the part that lives within me that wants to speak very loudly and tell me that I'm not capable and that I can't do the things that I'd love to do. That's, to me, that's taking pride. And this is what I mean when I say it's an active practice. It's an active practice to be on your own team. I think that if you were ever to look at anyone and be like, oh, well, it's all right for them, they're just confident, or it's all right for them, they just are able to do those things, or it's all right for them, they can make those decisions and choices in business. I think that that's a very unfair thing to do. And I think it's unfair because you do not know what they have had to go through in order to get to where they've got to. You know, you could look at me and be like, oh, well, it's all right for you. I would love to have a podcast, but it's all right for you because you're 200 episodes in. How do you think I got to 200 episodes in? And I think that it's it's important to acknowledge there. We all have our own shit and we all have our own starting blocks as well. Like if you come into this world and you're born into poverty, that's very different from coming into this world and being born into financial privilege. That's what, when I say we all come from different starting blocks, that's what I mean. So as an example, you could look at me and say, well, it's all right for you. You have a podcast. I really want one. And where you would be entitled to say it's all right for you is from a young age, I've been on the stage. I I wanted to, I've been doing the performing arts. I then went into a, le- a career of learning development where you have to stand at the front. Um, and so in that way, you would be right in saying, I have the privilege of having those experiences more than you do. But I still had to, this is what I mean when I say you don't know what other people go through. I still had to work through my own shit, my own voices that says that episode isn't good enough, don't release it. My own voices that say your voice is this, 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 and this, you know, my own shit and other people will too. So that's why I personally will never say, oh, well, it's all right for them because of this. And I sort of, I think that about myself too. It's like, I I totally respect 
the dark places that I've been to in 2023. And I don't bring them to this conversation so that you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry or anything like that. I bring them to help you see that everyone has their own struggles. Everyone. They might be different to yours, but the biggest thing that you can do in your own going through your own challenges and your own struggles is be on your own team, is be on your own side, is be the guardian of your own highest good. And when you don't do that, when you aren't able to to do that as a practice, because it's not going to come naturally and easily to most of us, right? When you don't do that as a practice, it's hard. It makes life so much harder. And so when I say I'm stepping into 2024, taking pride and taking responsibility, that's exactly what I mean. I mean taking responsibility of my highest good. My highest good meaning my business results, my highest good meaning the relationships that I care about and that I want to protect. And it also means with myself, you know, I want to be proud of myself. And that, that, that looks so much more than just what you guys see on the outside. I want to be proud. When I get into bed at night, I want to be proud of myself. I want to be proud of the decision I made to rest. I want to be proud of the decision that I made to put that creative thing out, even if I didn't know if it would resonate with you lot or not. That's like, I want to be proud. That's how I want to feel. I think that when we lose people, you'll have heard in the episode where I talk about really missing my mum. And I think one of the things that when you lose someone who is such an advocate for you is that you lose them being proud of you. And in losing them being proud of you, like I said in that episode, you have to learn that that is something that you clearly need. You need that. So don't deprive yourself of it, but seek out ways that you can give that to yourself. And that might be through other people or support but it also might be through you giving that to yourself. And so I'm recognizing that I want to feel that again. I want to be proud of myself. There's been times where I haven't wanted to show up on Instagram because I've not been proud of myself, like the way that I look, because I feel like I've not been looking after myself. And I don't want to feel like that. I do not want to feel like that. I want to feel proud of myself. And I hope that in me sharing this, that it spark something in you too. I hope that you can access that glimmer of desire and want to be proud of yourself and really think about what that looks and feels like to you. Because I promise you, when you connect to that and when you start to practice being on your own team and taking responsibility of creating that, things will start shifting for you in a way that maybe they have never before. And I don't want to sell here, but I do want to offer you that if you want the support to do that, that is a big part of what the Inner Work Club is all about. It's you connecting to, you creating that inner advocate for yourself and you unlearning ways of being with yourself and speaking to yourself and making decisions about your own life and the way you spend your time and energy and the things that you will and won't advocate for yourself. That's the work that we do. And so if you want that support, please know that the person leading that space has had to learn a few hard lessons in their own journey and knows that space very well when you're not taking pride, when you're not taking responsibility and when you're not advocating for yourself. Okay. (laughs) Last lesson. 
The last lesson that I've got from 2023 is to not do from drive, but instead to do from devotion. What I mean here is not taking action from a place of drive, because for me, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but for me, my a lot of my drive is very, very connected to my ego. My ego is fragile, it's unpredictable, it's insecure, and it's very focused on what do I get from this. And when I connect to doing from devotion instead of doing from drive, what I recognize is the actions, by the way, in my outside world might be exactly the same. But the intention and the energy behind those actions are very different. When I do from devotion, it connects me to the care and the loyalty and the love and the respect and like doing things with reverence, with reverence for my business and the services it provides, with reverence for my clients, with reverence for you as a podcast audience. Um, and that doesn't mean, to, you know, I could carry on, couldn't I? Like with reverence to my family, with reverence to my vessel, with reverence to my own potential, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm never going to think about what do I get from this, but it's a very different energy. It's a very different energy coming at things from, for me, coming at things from drive and coming at things like that is really connected to my ego has me very insecure and it has me creating from a place of, because I know that insecurity is there, how can I make this enough? How can I make this show everyone that I am enough and that this is good and that I am experienced and I am capable? <laughs> and it also is very linked to, if I do this, what do I get? As opposed to when I create from devotion, that devotion sees me creating from a place of um, respect to my own work respect to and and like honor and loyalty to this this it's it's almost like it helps me to connect to the version of me that is lying in a box I know this is really morbid but I'm here for the morbidity I'm sorry if you're not turn the episode off if you're not it's not for you fine but I see myself lying in a box and I see myself like you would like to think that lying in a box, you're not still awake, but let's pretend that my consciousness is still there. That's weird, but let's go with it. I would like to think of myself as being able to reflect back and be like, you did that from devotion. And that devotion wasn't only to them, it was also to you. So I want to be clear that in doing through devotion, that doesn't mean devotion only to other people or only to business. That is also devotion to me too. I absolutely recognize that to be devoted to myself does mean being um, devoted to my financial affairs. Being devoted to myself does mean devoting to my vessel, the thing that carries me around, that allows me to record these episodes. It's like, I cannot be devoted to my clients if I am not also devoted to myself. What do I mean? I cannot be devoted to providing the services that I do if I am undercharging, if I'm not paying myself enough financially, you know? And I want you to hear that awakening within me. It's like being devoted 
it has to go both ways. You have to be devoted to them and to your business or to your career or to anything and everything that you care about with the same amount of devotion to yourself because no one else is going to do that for you. It's not anyone else's responsibility to do that for you. It is yours. And I take that. I totally, totally own that. Like really own that from an embodied place. I'm, I walk intentionally into 2024 being as equally devoted to everything that I care about in life and in business as much as I am devoted to myself. And I want you to hear that because a lot of people that I work with struggle to prioritize themselves. They struggle to make themselves an equal recipient of their own devotion. And I want you to hear that it's sort of not optional. You're going to pay the price if you are not doing that. And so if you've been conditioned in any way, shape or form to believe or think that it's selfish or self-indulgent to give yourself the same devotion as you give to your business or your career or your family or your friends, it's not. And I have paid the price of learning that lesson and I refuse to carry that lesson through my actions into 2024. And so that's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> I hope that in sharing these lessons with you, I hope that you've been able to reflect a lot of this back to yourself. And I also hope that you have been given some sparks that maybe give you the inspiration or the uh, kick up the arse, the loving kick up the arse to do this for yourself. It's not too late. You could be listening to this in April of the next year. It doesn't matter. You can always look back and tap into your own, um, your own want and your own need to reflect and reflect with loving eyes, without criticism, without judgment towards yourself. Take the lessons, take the wisdom and move forward with that wisdom and with those lessons. You can do that. You have it within you to do that. I know that you do. Um, so I'm going to wrap up here. I am so cheering you on. And I am also so cheering myself on in 2024 as well. I know I wrap up each episode with, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering yourself on too. I'm doing that too. I am, please never forget, I am always cheering you on, Nikki. And I hope that you are cheering yourself on too. I am. Thank you. I'm wrapping up the episode here. Let's smash this year's face in. It's got so much goodness for us all. I just know it. I know it. I know that we're capable of holding that goodness. And I know that we're capable of getting through any challenges that present themselves this year. So please don't spend time looking into the future thinking, am I going to cope? And am I, I going to be able to handle it? You are, you have it within you to handle the bad and the challenges and the struggle. And you also have it within you to hold those highs without sabotaging them. I'll see you in the next episode.